Welcome to the Remote CEO Show. My name is De Niro Bartolini, AKA De Niro B. I'm an acclaimed business coach and my moonshot is to change the face of work and business forever. With each episode, we bring you some of the most inspiring and insightful interviews with six, seven, eight, and nine figure entrepreneurs to crack the code on how to build your remote empire and have fun while doing it. Thanks for stopping by and let's get started. What is going on, CEOs? De Niro B here with another episode of the Remote CEO Show. Today, I'm here with Edwin Frondoso. Edwin is the host and producer of an award-winning podcast and the co-founder of a B2B telecommunications network provider. Edwin's vision is a world where people are in complete balance by feeding their unquenchable curiosity to learn without hesitance, fear of judgment, and free like a four-year-old child. Edwin recently launched Cafe 100X, a virtual co-working space where he brings together creators, entrepreneurs, and business leaders amid a global pandemic to focus, share ideas, and connect. Very excited for this chat, so let's get started. Edwin, welcome to the Remote CEO Show, man. How are you doing? Daniero, I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Just got back from camping, so I feel refreshed. Nice, man. This is actually part of what we talk at the Remote CEO Show, which is you know having a business that fits your lifestyle and not the other way around. But before we get into the business stuff, uh, the know-how, the tips and the tricks and all that great stuff, I ask all my guests to tell me, to tell me and to tell us, our audience, what they were doing before they became entrepreneurs. So what's your story, Edwin? Oh, my story before I became an entrepreneur, I was in the telecommunications industry before launching my own telecom, but I worked for a massive company called Nortel Networks, just planning optic, planning the internet, actually. This was the first internet bubble. Um, and then when that started um, breaking down, I ended up doing my first entrepreneurship, which I was still young, never turned out, ended up at IBM doing sales, my first sales role. But now is you know do having deals come to me all the time and you know really got good at negotiating and at least understanding people's budget and their needs and all that type of stuff and then started off with consulting in telecom but before launching Slingshot I ended up being a recruiter a technical recruiter as well where allowed me to be in front of deals and negotiating with everyone, not only the end user or the employee, the employer, my account manager, I'm just, just making deals. And I realized that, you know, looking back, that was an amazing experience being able to be in negotiations all the time. That's a pretty interesting story. And I find that there's a lot of similarities with a lot of entrepreneurs that uh, they, they had some sort of a full-time job. I used to work for Rogers Communications there in Toronto, Bathurst and Lakeshore. I'm just going to say this for folks who are from Toronto, like yourself and our listeners, some of them are there. Uh, and it really gave me so much energy to, you know, like go and sell my own products because I learned in a corporate environment. And I think that you had both the sales and then also the negotiation so that was super cool. Um, so why did you start a business? I mean, like there was something that happened in your life that you said, you know what, stop, I'm, I'm going to stop working nine to five and we're going to go on your own, on my own. What was that reason? Well, a lot of the reason is being 
an unchallenged person working for one job um, is boring. First off, <laughs> I mean, I could, I, um, I'm not a challenged person. I ended up taking computer engineering for my undergrad and I'm taking six, six subjects and I'm a plusing it, but in high school and uh, elementary school, I did nothing because I was bored. And that's what all my teachers said. Um, also, I was very, I was a person that, you know, looked up to my father a lot and he wasn't a consultant person and he ended up working for himself and he didn't like working for, you know, the quote unquote, the man at the time. And he went on his own and built his own consulting um, company as well as a small business owner where he was always, you know, one customer ended, he had to look for another customer. So I saw that in terms of his growth and his scale challenge, but I also, you know, realize and learned that there was entrepreneurship in my family, you know, not only from my father, from my grandfather and stuff like this, but they always had challenges and small business challenges that I'm well accustomed to, but now I'm looking to, you know, grow and scale as well and hiring people as well and stuff that you talk about all the time. Awesome. Awesome. And so you were in recruiting, you said for a bit, is that correct? Yeah, I did recruiting, technical recruiting as a consultant because I was doing my side gigs, my side consulting in telecommunications as well. Yeah. For three years. That's pretty cool. And the reason why I'm asking is because part of my coaching with my business and also here in the podcast is, you know, trying to get people to understand that building a team of stars is one of the most important things you can do for your success, not only for the business, but also for your well-being. So I want to take you know, go back in time to when you were starting your business and, you know, you're not, you know, selling something that's super easy for, uh, can you actually explain what VoIP is to people at home so that they understand a bit uh, your business and what you do before I ask the question that I'm always about yeah, to Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, VoIP is, is sort of a buzz term that never really took off. At the end of the day, we're a telecommunications service provider, a B2B um, service play where we built and grown our own telecom network and the services that we provide. If you were to call Daenerys amazing services, you know, you call this number, it will say, thank you for calling. If you know your party's extension, please dial it now, press one for sales, two for support. And you could ring it to anywhere. Interesting um, with our network. And when COVID hit, we had all our customers who had offices needed to go remotely. And because they were on our network, we were able to flip them overnight and everyone was working from home. So now you have this ability to create this remote company almost instantaneously. And what's also interesting in terms of being in telecom for 20 years, there's a rebound and a popularity again for people not wanting to use their cell phone as their main line anymore, as their business line, right? I want to separate yeah. my personal life and stuff that you talk about all the time with my business life and how do I do this effectively from day one, right? Um, when cell phone came to the market, everyone's like, oh, I don't need a phone line. I don't need Bell, right? I don't need at and I could use my cell number. <laughs> what they realized after is like, oh, maybe I should have got a landline and maybe i should have separated because now i have this number that's tied to my personal and my business how do i get away from it and I, you know i've i've helped a lot of executives entrepreneurs get away from that you know transferring their old number get a new cell number and it, no one knows that anymore but um but that's that's basically what we do in a nutshell a lot of things where we're scaling up to now is dealing with call centers like i said um one of our biggest customers last year was a call center uh, international call center and they're like Edwin everyone needs to work from home 
help us. And they didn't even realize they had this technology. They're like, oh, what do you mean? We could just switch over to, I'm like, yeah, well, let's just do some things and we'll flip it over. And they're like, oh my God, this is amazing. Um, so this is, you know, providing essential service where the stakeholders, the entrepreneurs, they don't understand it either, but they understand what they need. Um, yeah. So that's, that's sort of the challenge of getting our word out there. That's very interesting. And as I had already, uh, you know, imagined, and as you confirmed, this is not, again, a very simple business. It's, 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 a, it's a concept that everybody needs, but I mean, like one person alone couldn't possibly put together a business like this. So I'm sure that you've used some sort of like a team uh, to build this business and your background in recruiting. I was wondering, did that play a role into you putting together a team of superstars that helped you scale to where you are right now? Yeah, so understanding the recruitment phase, understanding job roles, and looking for very specific skill sets definitely helped me, right? Because what I talk a lot of a lot of my network and all my entrepreneurship friends are like, Edwin, how do you hire these people so good? I'm like, well, I understand different job roles. And then I could group things up together as well in terms of, okay, I need the specific admin person or I need a specific someone who's good at projects and I could group some projects together. But 100% understanding skill sets and understanding people's you know, superpower in that skill set. Don't try to teach them something else at this point. If you're trying to build a super team, you know, you're not trying to, you're not trying to put a goalie into this, you know, into right, you know, right field, right. You know, um, it's um, as a striker, yeah. you, you, you keep them where they're at and then empower them. And if they like it, then if they want to learn more, then you could teach them more if, if they're within your organization or if they're a third party consulting, it, it depends on, on how they sit. A hundred percent. This is actually something that I always, again, like repeat over and over again, being able to, you know, know exactly what roles you need to fill for your business. It's super important because sometimes you may even have a problem where you hire two or three people that have overlapping roles and you're paying th literally three people to do the job of possibly either one or, or even maybe two people. Um, and, and now you are where you are right now. And I was just wondering, is your team fully remote? Is it, you know, half, half, what's the situation, especially now during COVID or post pandemic? Yeah, we've always built fully remote. Uh, my, my co-founder who's also Canadian, he lives in New York city, but it was also something him and I always, I guess, sort of dreamt about like, how do we build the telecom company and not be in the traditional sense that we're all tied to the office because we were all growing and learning and building families at the same time. Um, so we're fully remote. Having said that, it's interesting now because there are talks about like, oh, we do need an office space because, you know, we're getting a lot of supplies, a lot of hardwares. And, you know, a lot of people like to get out of the office, too, as we're going back to the office again now. So it, it's thoughts. Mm -hmm. But me personally love the remote. Um, I thrive in it. Uh, and it gives me the super flexibility of, like I said, I was away for almost a week camping. Um, I barely checked in because I have a team. They all know to call me or sell, you know, leave me a text on my mobile if there is really something burning. But, um, you know, it's, it's a testament in terms of, you know, and you know this and you coach this all the time is building these people so you could basically take yourself out of the business. And, and, exactly. and that's what we do, right, as, as entrepreneurs, CEOs, right? So. 
hundred percent. Edwin, I want to ask you now that you have so much experience with, with building this company and other brands as well. We'll talk that in, uh, about that in a minute. Um, can you give us a couple of, you know, do's and don'ts? Give me a couple of, first off, a couple of mistakes that you may have made in the past that you've seen other entrepreneurs make when they're building a remote team so that uh, our listeners at home can stay away from those types of practices. And at the same time, what are those, again, one or two things that you know worked very well for you and could work for other people as well. Yeah. And I'm sure you heard this, but the number one mistake, the number one thing I hear and I steer people away, my friends and my colleagues is, you know, expecting this person that you're bringing in to be as good as you. Right. I mean, you know, they don't have any skin in the game on the role. They have a skill set. And yes, you want to hire someone better than you in the skill set. But putting this, you know, expectation that they're going to solve everything for you without you doing anything is a, is a license for failure for yourself emotionally, for the person that you sold to come in and work with you. Everyone's upset, right? Um, yes. Another tip I always talk about is have some type of framework or some type of process. It doesn't have to be, you know, one A to Z right away. Have something that they could start with. Otherwise you're hiring them and now they're sitting there 40 hours a week or whatever, 10 hours a week that you hire them and they're doing nothing. They're coming to you say, Hey, De Niro, what, what am I going to do today? And because you're so busy in your entrepreneurship world, you're like, Oh, I'll let me get back to you, which you never do. And then another day, an hour is billed. And then the person is losing interest in working with you. And then you're back to square one. Like, Oh, and, but, but the conversation is different and you, you've heard this. I, I don't know how to hire. There's no one good out there, but you got to look into the mirror. You got to look into the zoom mirror and say, listen, did I set this person up for success? Right. You have to empower yes. these people as they come in, give them easy wins and check in on them every day for the first week, for the first month. However, however you feel or however difficult the role is, right? It, it's all about empowering and everyone makes success. Everyone wants to do good. Everyone wants some handholding until they feel comfortable and then they'll fly, right? Um, but that that's sort of the, the tips that I always tell everyone around me in terms of, you know, as you're looking to grow and scale and, and offload yourself, right? 100%. These are honestly the one, this, these types of conversations are what going to make a big difference in that entrepreneur that decided to build a team right now because maybe they're experiencing burnout and they maybe think, you know, all I need to do is just hire that one person or those two people and everything will be fine. Problems are just getting started. You're freeing up your schedule, but now you got to build those systems. I actually tell everyone all the time. Build systems when there's a few people in the business, because once it starts scaling, it's going to be, you know, those small mistakes that right now may make you lose maybe an hour here and there or a thousand bucks will be magnified down the road if, if you really make them when you have, you know, 20, 30 people in your business. And it's a lot, so, more, Edwin, one, and it's a lot more expensive than uh, too, right? You're hiring the higher yeah, exactly. consultant it's gonna be, to do it. <laughs> A hundred percent. Listen, I wanted to talk about your other projects. I mean, like you have your telecom company, but I know that you're also a podcaster. Is that correct? Yeah, I have the business leadership podcast. I've been running it for almost five years. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, there's other other things that I'm bringing together in terms of like the mindset shift that I went through last year and launching this 100x mindset campaign. Um, but these are all sort of 
I wouldn't say side projects. These are passion projects now, right? And us as entrepreneurs, we love to do more things like yourself, right? Um, uh, you don't want to just be tied to one thing. And it brings back who I am essentially is someone like who's multi-passionate, multi, you know, a polymath who likes to do and thrive when I'm doing many things. Otherwise, I'll be bored as well. Yeah. You know, I do have a lot of entrepreneurs that come on a podcast. Not every one of them have their own podcast are their own shows. You do have it. So I wanted to ask you this question right now. In your opinion, if someone is starting a business right now, maybe they just started last year, when is it a good time for them to split their focus and work on other, like you said, passion projects or podcasting or personal branding? Uh, is it a good time to start now or should they first, you know, have their main core business, you know, down pat so that they can spend time elsewhere after? What do you think? I mean, my thoughts on that for the world we live in when it comes to social media and storytelling, I would almost say you start the brand or the story building from day one. Um, yes. It's nice. People want you to succeed. People want to see where you came from and go from there. Um, having said that, if you're not good at time management, because it's it's a slippery slope to get stuck into social media and sharing your story and not doing the real work. So that's my caveat to that. I say do it from day one, but if you can't keep it 80, 20, 80 on the main core business and 20% on marketing, then don't do it. Wait till you have a core. Um, but that that's the discipline and that's the mindset that you need to be in. Otherwise, you know, it's, it's, it's enjoyable for those close to you and to watch you grow and to watch you succeed, to watch you say, I remember De Niro when he was day one. He was like, here's his post, right? Like, <laughs> here's his post. Look at him now. I want to be like him, yeah. right? I think, I think those type of storytelling is essential in social media these days. But like, again, don't do it if you can't balance it because it's everyone, you know, as soon as you start posting here, I got to post over here. I got to post over there. Then it's 5 p.m. already. And you did nothing on your, you didn't even do a sales call. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's a waste of time. Yeah. hundred percent. You know, like you said, 80, 20, and it makes total sense because I, uh, I always, you know, uh, I'm a big, uh, follower of, you know, Brian Tracy and, and a bunch of others. Right. And they always talk about successful people are not the ones that work, you know, 20 hours a day are the ones that find out exactly what is the 20% of the actions that they need to take today to get 80% of the results personal branding, a podcast, a YouTube channel, like you said, are very good. If you're building a brand, a personal brand will stay with you forever. It doesn't matter what product or service you will sell even 20 years down the road. But like you said, if you're still not good at managing your time, I know that being on Instagram and checking out your comments is a lot more fun than possibly putting together a system for your business. So you can get drawn into the right, you know, or, or the wrong rather uh, tasks for too long and your business is is not gonna you know like it and, and it makes total sense listen edwin we're approaching the end of the call today but before we go i wanted to ask you if there's anything exciting that you want to share with our audience about you know uh your businesses your podcasts or anything else that uh you would like my audience to check out yeah 100 so i last year in covid september 22nd 2020 i made this audacious goal to, that I would 100x my tech business in 100 days. And it started me on this journey of sharing um, and this 100x mind shift. So check it out. Um, you could find me um, at cafe100x.com. 
Um, there's links to my Discord, links to my virtual co-working. Um, I'm always in my Discord chatting with everyone, discussing all these type of things. Um, and I'm sharing, I'm sharing this all as I grow Slingshot and I grow all, all my 100x ecosystem. And this is like sort of day one type stuff on that stuff. So um, you heard it here first on the nearest show. Awesome, man. It has been great having you on the show, Edwin. And for what concerns your personal accounts, can people find you on Instagram, LinkedIn, or anywhere else? Yeah, Edwin100x. Okay, find find awesome, me there. Awesome. All right, some cool. Edwin, again, thanks a lot. I'm looking forward to having you back on the show in the future. If I see you in Toronto when we're back, I'll definitely go and grab a coffee with you. Yeah, <laughs> and let's do it. I'm looking forward to seeing you, brother. All right, brother. Thank you. And this is it for today, CEOs. Thanks for staying with us until the end. Can I ask you a big favor? Can you please leave a review? I know the podcast app is not super straightforward. So if you don't know how to leave a review, just DM me on Instagram at denierob, D-E-N-I-E-R-O-B. And I will send you the direct link to the review section and to show you my appreciation, I will answer any business question you ask me during that conversation. So thank you again, and I will talk to you again soon.